Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode 24. Every once in a while, I look at the stats for the podcast, and when I look at the aggregate global streams and downloads, it's very motivating for both of us to continue, so thank you for that. As you know, you can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com, where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. In this episode, I am keeping with the Oasis theme and dragging out the 25th anniversary of the album What's the Story, Morning Glory, which is when I met Liam Gallagher. Here are a few snapshots of my experiences with Liam Gallagher over many years. I should preface this podcast by saying straight up that Liam is my preferred Gallagher brother. I first met Liam in 1995 when I went to Shutters on the Beach to interview Noel for What's the Story Morning Glory. When I was walking up to the hotel, Liam was sitting in the lobby with the rest of the band very near the front entrance. The way the light was reflecting, I couldn't see inside, but they could see outside, and Liam positioned himself so I would bump into him when I walked in. I did bump into him, and even though I thought he looked very gorgeous in videos and interviews and photographs, he looked a lot more gorgeous in real life. I remember thinking what it was like going through life with a face like that. But good looks aside, Liam was very friendly and extremely polite in the most natural way. When he realized I was there to interview Noel, he told me what room to call, and when I came back to wait for Noel to come down, Liam stood as there weren't any empty seats and remained standing as I wasn't sitting. You gotta roll with it, you gotta take it time, you gotta say what you say, don't let anybody get in your way, there's a sound too much for me to take. As much as I liked Liam, if he and Noel were in the same place, I had to decide which one I was going to hang out with, and I picked Noel every time. Liam didn't hold it against me, though, and was always friendly, always fun, and liked to hang out and hang out late, so there was always time with him. When Oasis played Coachella in 2002, Noel went straight to his room when we came back to the hotel. But we stayed up in Jason Faulkner's hotel room until morning and Liam stayed even later than I did and he had the runs. I was in the bathroom which had a separate toilet redoing my makeup and Liam came in and I told him he could just use it and shut the door. But he told me there was going to be big noise and he couldn't have me outside listening to him. Needless to say, I left him to it.
When we were in San Francisco with Oasis, one of my friends wanted to meet Liam, and when I introduced them, he put his hand out to shake hers, and she said something obnoxious to him. He pulled his hand back and told her to f*** off. I told her that she would have never spoken to anybody else I introduced her to that way, and why did she think she could talk to Liam like that? She apologized to him, and it was like the whole thing never happened. But Liam is like that. No grudges, no hard feelings, as long as you acknowledge you did or said something off-key. He moves on from it and does not make you feel bad about it. It's forgotten. Liam asks questions, he listens to your answers, he focuses on you when you're talking, and he will never do anything to knowingly hurt someone, but he will do whatever he can to make people feel good. I've interviewed him for both his solo albums, and at the time of the first album, it was really exciting for me to have the world get to know him. Liam has been in the spotlight since he was 21, but it wasn't until he was 45 that people actually heard him talk. And they liked what they heard. Everyone got to see that he was a straightforward guy, that he was honest, that he didn't avoid uncomfortable questions, that he was always just being himself. Liam has been exactly the same as that first day that I met him, and I talked to him about his consistency when I interviewed him for Nylon Guys at the time of his first solo album, As You Were. This is what he said. Why change? I'm having the time of my life being me. I ain't changing to get a record deal. I ain't changing to get my song on the radio. I ain't changing full stop. I like who I am. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. It takes time for people to get acquainted with me. If dickheads think I'm a dickhead, that's cool. If cool people think I'm a dickhead, then I've got more work to do. At the time of Liam's second album, during our interview, I told him what I just said about people getting to know him, but I told him that the interviews with him were starting to get a little stale and repetitive and uninteresting. And he knew what I meant, and he asked me what I thought would make him interesting. I told him I thought he was interesting, but that the questions they asked him were boring. That when he and I talked socially, he asked me a lot of questions and that maybe he should do the questioning during the interviews, especially with TV and radio. One of the interviewers' favorite topics is Liam's children. He has two sons, Lennon with his first wife Patsy Kensett and Jean with his second wife Nicole Appleton. He has two daughters that bookend his brood. He has no problem talking about the kids and his first child, Molly, who everyone was trying to use against him is now attached to him at the hip. I did ask him about her and the fact that they're together all the time and how the whole thing came about when I talked to him for Flood magazine for his second album, Why Me, Why Not? This is what he said his manager and life partner Debbie was saying to him. Debbie was saying the boys and Molly are meeting out in clubs, nodding at each other and not really saying anything. She was saying she thought it was time I met Molly. I was thinking it's been a long time, but I wanted to do it. We met in a pub around our way, we got on instantly, and we've been hanging out ever since. The past is the past, all we're doing now is getting on with it.
Liam's kids are with him all the time. They go on tour with him, they want to be around him, and they're in their 20s. I feel that says a lot about him. He has one young daughter, Gemma, who he has no relationship with at the moment, but I told him I was pretty sure what happened with Molly would happen with Gemma. This is what he said. At this moment in time, there's no relationship with the mother. When she gets older and reaches out and all that, I'm open for it all. Then things will take time. It will happen when it happens. I believe people now know that Liam was never the source of all Oasis's problems. In 1997, I went to see Oasis play in Glasgow, Scotland, and during the second song, someone threw an empty two-liter plastic bottle of soda at Noel, and Noel shut down the whole show. The next day, every paper in the UK had that incident as their headline, except they said it was a full glass beer bottle thrown at Liam and that Liam had called off the show in a fit. Liam was a scapegoat for everything the whole time Oasis was together. And as much as he talks smack, he loves Noel. He misses Noel, and you know Liam wants the band back together, and he makes no secret about it. My take on it is, if you pay Noel enough money, he'll do anything. And that's my snapshot of some of my experiences with Liam Gallagher over the last 25 years. As I mentioned in the last episode, you can watch a segment with me and rock photographer Scott Doodleson over on his all-day vinyl IGTV, where I talk about Oasis some more. There is a 2019 Liam Gallagher documentary called As It Was, which is not terribly exciting, but it does give some insight into what was going on with him after Oasis broke up, and the formation of his solo career. In the next episode, I'll be talking about my experience interviewing the three members of Krungbin for a feature in the current issue of Under the Radar magazine with Phoebe Bridgers and Moses Sumney on its double covers. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder. All right, Lawrence, love you. Thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com. And from there, you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. One, two,
once again. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.